Hey there, welcome to a special Halloween edition of Blockhead, the Peanuts tribute podcast from a cartoonist's perspective. I gotta rock. It's Halloween. It's Halloween, and it's a great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Uh oh. No, wait. That's not right. It's the great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. It'd be a whole different special if it was It's a great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. I don't think that would have flown. Flown, flied? Yeah, it's a great pumpkin. That's like a different, totally different ball of pumpkins. Uh, patch of pumpkins. It's a great pumpkin. The Great Pumpkin, we know what that's about. The, the Great Pumpkin. A Great Pumpkin is like, hey, that's a great pumpkin. I mean, you know, that's a great pumpkin, Linus. Why don't you go home with that one? That's a good one. That's a great one. It's not like, wow. If you change that, all you do is you change that word from A to the. And it would have, like, you know, the history of televised animation would have been totally different. Because the Great Pumpkin is like the Great Pumpkin. He's this figure, right? This religious icon, almost, in a way. This symbolic figure that uh, Linus is waiting for, that we're all waiting for, that we're all hoping to see. Aren't we all hoping to see the Great Pumpkin? I mean, you know, we see Snoopy, and, and I know, personally, every time I see Snoopy come up in that pumpkin patch. I'm hoping that he is the great pumpkin, that really, somehow it's revealed that Snoopy is the great pumpkin. But it never happens. You know, Linus passes out and Snoopy dives back into the pumpkin patch before Sally can kill him. All these years later, man, I'm waiting for the great pumpkin. I, I want to see him. I, I've seen a lot of, uh, of great pumpkins. I mean, you know, um, I was at the supermarket a couple days ago and they had a big pumpkin. I don't know what it was doing there, but it was a great pumpkin. It was big. It must have been maybe, you know, uh, maybe it was 60 pounds, something like that. I mean, it was, um, you know, about three feet. Ac- no, not three feet. Maybe it was about two feet across, two and a half feet across. It was big. And uh, it looked like it would have weighed a lot to carry outside. I don't know what it was doing just sitting there. It was a great pumpkin, though, but I didn't think it was going to bring me any toys. You know, when you think about that special, it really is a cruel trick to play on kids. I was six years old when I saw that show, and I was just hoping, you know, six years old, you're hoping, you want to see the Great Pumpkin. Hey, this is a, wow, we got Santa Claus, we got the Easter Bunny, now we're going to have the Great Pumpkin. That's pretty cool, you know, but no, oh no. No, if you want to see the Great Pumpkin, you got to wait every year and hope, just like Linus. And every year, you're going to be disappointed. But, but, there's always the possibility, one of these days, that pumpkin's going to come up out of the pumpkin patch, or out of the comic strip, or out of the animated cartoon. One of these days, Schultz is going to give it to us. There's, that's the hope. That's the dream. Yeah, 
Well, it never happened. I've been watching this episode for 52 years, and it's never happened once. So, you know, that was a mean trick, Charles Schultz. I mean, what do you think? It's like that 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 particular episode, that animated special. It's like it's not just about faith. The way you know, the Christmas special is about faith, and it's about uh, doubts in faith. It's about um, challenges to faith, but it's it's about rediscovering faith in in the face of you know cultural disregard or disinterest. Yeah, you know, rediscovering faith in an era in which faith seems to be misplaced, and uh, and and it works well that way. But you know, uh, and so it's a morality play. It's a, a moral lesson for children watching it at the time. But you know, it's it's the great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Like it promises something, and it never delivers. And it expects you as a child, you know kind of understand that it's a test of faith that's what that's what it's the great pumpkin charlie brown is all about it's a test of faith it's a test of linus's faith it's a test of our faith a test of our patience um, but it's a test of faith and uh you know hey for a six-year-old i mean you know come on charles schultz i'm six years old what do i know about faith or test don't test me I don't want to be tested. I, I just want my, my candy. I want my candy in my, you know, pillowcase, which is how we used to get it. That pillowcase had a great smell. You know that smell? The smell of all that candy in that bag with a couple of apples? You know that? It's kind of an interesting, interesting smell. Uh, it's one of those smells you never forget. Anyway, that's a pretty tough one for a six-year-old to swallow. You're never going to see the great pumpkin, kid. Your faith has been misplaced. There's no such thing. That's that's a big lesson to learn. It's it's a hard lesson to learn as an adult. But that's not why I'm talking about. I mean, this is this is. I digress. I digress from my uh, my goal, my my appointed task for this evening. I'm really interested in It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Not so much for the story, at least not not tonight anyway. I'm really interested in it for something else, for stuff that cartoonists are interested in. And that's why this is from a cartoonist's perspective. Don't forget that. It's what makes it different. It's what makes it unique among podcasts. I'm a cartoonist. I may be an obscure cartoonist, but I'm still a cartoonist. And this is my perspective. So I'm looking at this and I'm saying, what is it I, as a cartoonist, find interesting here? What is it that I come back to this special for? More than any other Charlie Brown Christmas or or Peanuts special or television show, I come back to this one for the backgrounds. The backgrounds. Oh, my God. Aren't they glorious? Right from the beginning of the special, when Lucy and Linus are going outside to pick out their, their pumpkin from the pumpkin patch, and, and they're going out at dusk, and the sky is pink. What a leap of the imagination to evoke October 
at dusk uh, with pink you know beautiful and uh, and it does it does it really feels like you know the chills in the air you feel <clears throat> the the night coming in you know earlier and earlier you can feel that in in that opening sequence when they go out to the pumpkin patch and even better still better still are the sequences for trick-or-treat when the gang is out you know trick-or-treating door to door and Vince Guaraldi's evocative music is playing in the background and then you've got uh, Snoopy crossing the French countryside during World War One past those bombed out farmhouses and haystacks and across streams and bridges and roads you know all by himself in the middle of the night seeking shelter from the advancing forces and uh, it's incredibly evocative that those silhouettes against those multicolored skies those those skies with these billowing clouds of black and gray against deep dark ultramarine blues and then pinks and, and violets all of which convey this you know mood this evocative mood that's really like nothing else in the the animated specials anywhere i don't know that it was ever repeated anywhere and it's one of those things that I think is so true you know it's um, I'm not normally one and I think for for you know building out Schultz's world usually I just like it to be you know spare and contained the way his pen and ink drawings were but this is a moment where that building out of the world you know and filling it with with detail and uh, with color is just so effective and it's one of those moments too where you know Schultz refrained from showing Snoopy's imaginings in all their detail in the comic strip he you know quite wisely refrained from filling in all of you know we were left to use our imaginations while Snoopy used his imagination in the comic strip but here is a moment where literally Snoopy's imagination is made real visible for us as the audience as visible as it is to him and it's just so effective and it's effective because it's not funny off the top it's uh, when Snoopy's crossing those fields it's it's very lonely I feel, I feel Snoopy's loneliness his uh, essential isolation I don't ever get that anyplace else wow all of that from some watercolors The gentleman who those watercolors are attributed to is a man by the name of Dean Spill. And Dean Spill worked with Bill Melendez on every Peanuts special, every Peanuts show from 1964-65 on, maybe even before, maybe even worked with him on those uh, television ads, um, the ads, you know, early on, those first Melendez forays into animation of Charlie Brown and Linus and Lucy. Um, but Dean Spill was the concept artist, I guess, the lead concept artist, as far as I understand, for Bill Melendez and for uh, the Peanuts specials. And so it was his vision 
his watercolors, uh, his midnight skies that are so powerful and so effective in It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. His pink sky, you know, that, that evokes uh, dusk in October. Really beautiful stuff. And uh, it's 2018, and, and from what I understand, uh, Dean Spill is 92 years old, living in France and painting. His contribution to these films is, is inestimable because it's, it's really just so effective. Uh, apparently, Dean Spill, is a, he had a long, long career in animation. He worked with UPA, United uh, Productions of America, uh, the great UPA, where he met Melendez, and I, I guess they worked on a couple of things together. And you know, if you're familiar with UPA, the visual stylings at UPA were wonderful also, just as evocative and effective. And Dean Spill worked with John Hubley uh, as well at, at Storyboard Inc., so he worked with uh, Hubley on probably some of his advertisements and some of the other stuff um, that Hubley produced uh, back in the 50s after he left UPA. And a bunch of other things, you know, uh, as well as films and working with Saul Bass and doing titles for things like It's a Mad, Mad, Mad World and uh, commercials and things of that nature. Um, on to, you know, all kinds of other animated TV shows. So a pretty amazing career this man and um, at least outside of animation circles quite an unsung figure but I'm really glad to have found out after all these years who it is who was responsible for painting those backgrounds because they're marvelous they're wonderful they're uh, beautiful and they have resonated in my imagination for over 50 years Dean Spill, well worth finding out more about. He's had an impact on me, and I'm sure he's had an impact on lots of other uh, cartoonists and animators and concept artists since uh, the 1960s. You can find out more about Dean Spill at deanspill.com, and that's D-E-A-N-S-P-I-L-L-E. I hope I've been pronouncing his last name correctly all this time. Nevertheless, uh, you can see a sampling of his recent paintings and uh, his CV and some other things. Um, so I encourage you to check that out. One last note, I've been reading uh, the Fantagraphics Peanuts volume, 1959-1960. I just happened to be reading it uh, this past oh, month or so, just for enjoyment, reading some of my favorite cartoons again and also as a way to avoid some of the terrible news that we hear every day these days and as an antidote really in the morning to the news and I find that uh, every day even going back and reading these old strips Schultz continues to make me laugh and uh, uh, stuns me with his inventiveness and his insights and uh, so I encourage you to check this out. Uh, the reason I mention this particular volume is that um, the October strips uh, all deal with It's the Great Pumpkin, of course, and uh, there's a, a, a extended several weeks exploration of the Great Pumpkin and Linus uh, trying to proselytize and uh, spread the word. And um, uh, there's terrific stuff in there, and a lot of it ended up in the animated special. Uh, so, uh, in particular, uh, the Sunday of uh, uh, the 30th 
of 1960 uh, features a scene that comes right out of the, the animated special, or rather the other way around, and uh, it's quite neat to see it there in print in its original form. So I encourage you to look for that. That's uh, uh, October 30th, 1960. In the meantime, once again, thanks for listening. I hope you'll come back again sometime soon in the future. And uh, meanwhile, have a nice night trick-or-treating, and I hope you don't get any rocks. Mm-hmm.